If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, the two guests on the episode today are, um, I think that especially for people in Winnipeg, but also just music fans across the country, uh, you are a very well-known quantity uh, as a band. And uh, we're going to get into uh, sort of some of the history because you're celebrating uh, the 25th anniversary of, of kind of one of your iconic records. But before we even get started into any of that, I think the best way to kick this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band, just so listeners can put a name to the voice. Uh, my name is Daniel Graves. My uh, half of my family pronounces it Greaves, but it is Graves, uh, spelled Greaves though. Uh, and I sing in the band called The Watchman, and uh, play a bit of piano and harmonica occasionally when uh, when I'm allowed to. And I'm Sammy Cohn, drummer for the band, singer as well. Nah, well, you know. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the reason we're doing this now, I mean, um, you know, the, the, obviously there's, there's never a bad time to talk about your band, you, especially here again in Winnipeg. You you have a very uh, good reputation, I think, still. I mean, I'm uh, I'm 40 years old, so I, I started listening to you as a teenager, and I think that everyone sort of from my generation to the one just ahead of it and maybe even the one just behind it kind of grew up on your songs. Um, and so today we're talking about the 25th anniversary of one of your, I think it was it was it your biggest album or was it? Uh, it definitely seems it like it was the most. Um, well, it, it, it was a really big deal and and probably one of one of my favorites for sure. Uh, our favorites, possibly. I don't want to speak for anybody else. Uh, it wasn't our it wasn't our our uh, <clears throat> our biggest selling record. Uh, I don't think because I think I, I believe in the trees is our only one that went platinum. Um, Silent Radar went gold, but uh, it definitely just the process and the songs and it feels like where it sort of put us on the map, uh, it was one of our our biggest record. I, I, I would say that even though it didn't sell as many as uh, as others. But right. uh, yes, I, it's a, it was a big record for us and a big deal for us for sure. Well, I think just as as a listener and as someone who, you know, like I said, I was a teenager at the time, I feel like stereo in particular was on the radio and much music constantly at that time. And that it just seemed like you went from a band from here that, that everyone kind of knew. And in, in the Trees was another big one for me and my friends as, as a kid as well. But then suddenly that song in particular was just sort of all over the place. And uh, from my teenage perspective, you certainly seem to have a, a larger profile um, from that point. Onward. So um, it's very cool to see that it's kind of terrifying to think that was 25 years ago, but it's cool to see that you have this deluxe version with, with so many songs on it too, um, coming out the day that this, this, this podcast airs. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, we, um, 
I was just reading uh, not long ago. Uh, I can't remember the stats exactly, but I think stereo between like 98 and like 2002 or 2022 or something like that. I can't remember. The stats reflected the fact that it was within the top 20 most played songs at FM radio or something like that. I I, I should sort of send you some, some detail on that because it's a bit um, dodgy, but you're right at the at the time that this album came out there was a lot of support from from a label i mean the 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 funny thing is we're talking about something so long ago sam that 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 it was at a time sort of pre napster pre spotify it was it was at a time when records were uh being promoted and artists were being developed and we were on our fourth album we were just kind of um learning how to continue to write songs together and it was a super exciting time for the band but but we're we're, we're still kind of um enjoying the the fruits of our labor with shows we're doing now 25 years later i think largely because of what we did back then and how we sort of um avoided uh, a time when people were just buying records based on maybe a couple of singles on spotify or something i we still Gav, danny and i we still, I'm going to call him Gavin. It's his name. It's a long story, but um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we still get these little royalty checks quarterly um, that, that uh, you know, cover a hydro bill or something. Nice. Uh, and this, these are songs that were written. Half a, bill, <laughs> yeah, half a hydro bill. Half a hydro bill. We got to count for inflation, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's found money. It's mailbox money. It's what everybody wants when they're in a rock band. But, uh, but it's, I say to my wife every quarter, I'm like, can you, can you believe this? This was 25 years ago. This was a, this is a little piece of us of, of some songs that we wrote and they're still getting played. And so it's, it's the 25th year. Uh, March 30th was literally the 25th anniversary of silent radar. And yeah, we're, we're putting this deluxe edition. We put it together. It's coming out and we're really excited about it. Well, I still have the I still have the CD uh, of Silent Raider. I, have, I actually have all of them on CD. And 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this the one that had all of the um like you guys were forward thinking on this one with all of the enhanced content, right? Was this the disc that had um all of the website stuff connected to it? Is that the one? I, I, know, I think it was. I, yeah, I haven't tried yeah, it because yeah, I don't have a CD drive anymore. No. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, if this was the one, yeah, it was. Uh, we actually won. That was our only much music uh, award we got. Was uh, was for digital ingenuity or whatever they were calling it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It was. It, it sort of had a code on it. And honestly, I, I never, I never tried it. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say, but it had a code on it, and you you punched it in, and then you got a, a bunch more content. And yeah, it it feels like. Uh, you know, it, it feels like it's like the 30s, you know, compared to what's going on now. But we were one of the first to do it. I don't know. It was a company. I, I, it's a long time ago. I don't remember that uh, exactly what happened. But, yeah, it was uh, just kind of, you know, with, uh, you know, one one step, what uh, one one foot in the future uh is is what uh is what we tried and it, it was pretty neat i don't know how successful it was but yeah it was just good to that's what you got to do you got to sort of uh 
you got to try uh you got to try the new things and and do it and and go go to where the kids are at you know yeah well and you you obviously were there because i mean you know a couple of years later everything was online it suddenly just everything moved from uh, and i mean now i mean the amount of people who don't listen to physical media at all and just do everything on streaming is is it's, it's very high so you yeah, I, I I feel quite grateful that that we. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's a lot. It's easier to say, oh, what's that song, and then in in seven seconds you have it, you know, and in, in Wi-Fi on your smart speaker or whatever. Uh, but I am I am grateful that we sort of that we sort of missed that and um, or dodged that, I suppose. Where where if people wanted to come to get your music and to play your music, they had to go into the store. Yeah. And, and buy it and or come to a show and and that uh you know that was the way we grew up and uh you know it, it's obviously not 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 the case anymore yeah unfortunately yeah you were sort of the last gasp for that i think is uh late 90s early 2000s and that's right right at your yeah. your peak there um sure with this deluxe edition, I mean, not only do you have the the album itself, but there's it looks like there's a whole ton of bonus content of you something called the Lost Album, which is just uh, I'm hoping you can explain sort of what's on there, but that that fleshes it out to a lot longer <laughs> than the uh, initial you know uh, dozen or so tracks, right? Sure. Sam. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I've always been a big fan of those sort of special editions for bands that I love. And I was really inspired recently by um, the Velvet Underground did a super deluxe edition of their self-titled album. I think their third album. Um, and um, <clears throat> it's already probably 10 years old, but I was just kind of tinkering around uh, probably Spotify or whatever. And, and I just thought, you know, we've got the material, we've got this wonderful demo that we did. Uh, about four or five months before actually recording Silent Radar. We did okay. very, very comprehensive demos for this album. Um, and, and the reason we're calling it the Lost Album is because that version, uh, of uh, it, it's I think it's about 10 or 12 songs that ultimately ended up on Silent Radar, where the arrangements didn't change from the time we demoed them and the time that they got on what was what is now the the final product. It, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. We were very, very well rehearsed. These are unedited um, sort of one, two take tracks with minimal overdubs. But we worked with a kick-ass engineer, a guy named Matt DiMatteo, who went on to work with Big Wreck and Danko Jones and whatever. And, and I always knew in the back of my mind we had these great uh, recordings, but nobody had ever heard them. Right. So th that coupled with what we're calling... Um, the kind of raw unmixed version we have uh, an unmixed version of silent radar where a lot of the extra guitar tracks and vocal overdubs we it wasn't mixed yet bob ludwig um mastered this record and it was mixed by adam casper which is a pretty incredible combo you don't want to fuck with that too much um but um but we did think we thought it'd be sort of interesting for fans to listen to an unmixed version where, where a lot of extra bits were on these sort of very familiar songs. So those are the sort of central pieces to this reissue. And it ended up with some live tracks some extra stuff, acoustic songs. It's 46 songs, which to me is something to be really proud of. A lot of special editions, you'll have like maybe a companion disc that's like a live album or something from yeah. that time or whatever. Like this is really, really comprehensive. And it's kind of like anybody who ever loved this album, this is everything that went into that album. My life. 
have a stereo How loud does it go What songs do I know Whatever happened to my plans Whatever happened to Life I thought I'd have My life is stereo Kinda cheaply made though How bad does it show Whatever did become of all my friends Whatever happened to the likes of all of them yeah. Stereo, out of phase, but you know Sixty cycles humming Whatever happened to my friends Whatever happened to Likes of all of them. I like being here, and I'm all top wrong. Hang on to me, though I'm one of a million. One of a million. One of a million. Hang on to me My life is stereo Turn me on and let's go Turn me up louder I'll scream as loud and clear as I can scream And if you like what you're hearing Please hang on to me like sort of going through all that stuff i mean i imagine you hadn't listened to a lot of this in in quite some time before putting together the track listing for the special edition 
Well, like I said, I knew the demos were really good. I, I'm saying, trying to sound humble when I'm, you know, very proud of the the demos that we did for the record. And I always knew for years and years it was sitting in a shoebox in my storage room um, that that it was there. I approached a guy named Warren Stewart who works with the catalog um, product at Universal Music Canada, and he he said one email, sure. I'm, I'm interested. He, he helped us reissue in the trees, which is the band's second album about seven or eight years ago. Uh, we talked briefly about what it would entail. He helped me with the track list uh, a little bit. And then he digitized the music for us. Oh, cool. We, we sent it through to everybody. Joey was our guitarist was a big part of, he's got a studio and he helped uh, with some of the audio and some of the editing and fine tuning and such. I was just excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds great. Let's just throw it all in. And Joey's like, hold the fucking horses. Let's just listen to this shit. And, you know, let's let's put something meaningful together. And so uh, the combination of everybody's enthusiasm just kind of uh, ended up being what I think is um, a really, really great comprehensive package for, for our fans. Do you think that it, it it seems like the kind of thing that's maybe going to appeal to, I mean, obviously casual fans too, because they'll get to hear it in in this new version, in this digital format, all this stuff, but it's going to appeal to completists, I guess, too, right? People who have probably seen you live a dozen times and, and, and that they're they want the demos that's something that they've probably been been after for for years or have been trading you know copies of uh, tapes and things like that is it more for that kind of audience or is it just for just a broad uh section of, of fans well I, I i think that uh i definitely think that the the, the our super fans are are going to be into it um definitely because you know, I, I I think about I think about it from uh, you know as a music fan as we all started before we were music players and it was our jobs uh, we were music fans and and you know I think about the, the the bands that I love that we love like REM Squeeze and uh, well I'll just stop there I can't think of any off the <laughs> any, any more than that but I but I I love I love hearing that stuff I love hearing the 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 what went into it or like the lot or crowded house. There's a, I guess, cause I, well, crowded house is coming to Toronto in, in, uh, I don't know, a couple of months or whatever. And I, there's a live version and I was there for it. And I said, Oh, I love how he does that thing with his voice, you know, to sort of usher in the, the keyboard solo or whatever. I can't, I can't even remember the song, but it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff The people that, and, and, and we are, you know, we are music fans first and foremost before we are music makers. And, uh, and there was always something that we loved, uh, to, to hear, like just sort of different versions that, oh, he did that different. Oh, and that's like, it's you tune the guitar down or the, it's slower and the, the bass line's different or, or, you know, so, so I, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure people who are super into the record and have been um, will will appreciate those sort of slight differences. Oh, the voice is a little louder and the, the drums are quieter. Sorry, Sam, uh, but or or the drums are louder or whatever. You know, like it's just sort of the different different elements of the song. And, uh, you know, sometimes takes a, a bit of a discerning ear to hear the differences. But that's even more fun. You know, yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it's like a scavenger hunt, and and I know that that's that's what I love about the bands that I love, and you know, I hope that the the, the fans will feel the same way. You know, it, often uh, Sam, the, these reissues 
are an excuse for a record company to repurpose their product, uh, put it out there and sort of slap together maybe some new artwork or something. You know, there's, there's an old joke with the Rolling Stones. They put so much stuff out. Uh, it's, you know, the, 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 the headlines are never before in this order. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's you, you get it's very difficult to come up with different unique things for for your fans, despite the the, the arduous efforts of a record company. Um, but but we've never really done that with this album. So this is the, sort of the opposite of that. It's not just a you know a handful of live songs, you know, circa ninety eight, whatever. Um, this is something that I think definitely, to answer your question, will appeal to the diehards. I'm hoping it'll maybe introduce the band to some new fans, too, yeah. because the record still sounds really good. It's not a time-stamped, grungy, you know, late 90s record. I mean, it's 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 just, it was done really professionally with some of the best in the business at the time. I just dropped Bob, Bob, Bob Ludwig's name. He's the most successful recording master in history just sounds really, really good. And it's, and it's, I hope that it'll get introduced to some new people as well. Sing the whole tune.
second night without you So better than the first I pray the third one And, and, and I will also say we don't take for granted the fact that a major record label uh, at, at our stage in the game is even answering our phone calls. These people are very busy with what's next and what's current, what's current, what's paying the bills. But we we uh, there's still some clout there, I suppose. So which is great. Yeah, your name still means something to, to someone out there, which is which is awesome, right? That's what... <laughs> not just uh, our mommies and our daddies, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you have uh, just from looking at your social media and everything, you have a lot of. It looks like you got a lot of shows happening, sort of surrounding this um, this this release. What uh, what is the band sort of? How often are you are you going out on tour these days? Because I mean, it's it's been a while since you released new material. Obviously, this is uh, it's a new release, but I mean, the last time you put out um, a new album was. A few decades ago now, right? So, um, what's what does yeah. it look like as far as as far as touring and playing shows for you guys? Uh, well, we have we have a, a, a decent uh, schedule. I mean, now you know, and which I think, well, it, it's it's a longer answer, but I I, I think now uh, we play music because we want to, and 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 not because we have to feed our kids or pay our bills necessarily. So it, it's it's really nice to have gotten. Uh, and unexpected, to be perfectly honest, to get back to that to that place where, uh, and then also extremely humbled that people still give a shit. Honestly, that we still are selling out kind of the same rooms that we were selling out uh, years ago, and uh, you know now people are bringing their kids yeah. uh, to, to shows, which is kind of a neat uh, a neat generational uh, a generational shift, but. I'd say a busy year for us is like eight to 10 shows a year, you know, and uh, we're doing a few less than that this time. But we, you know, we hit Winnipeg and do Calgary and Edmonton and we're playing Newfoundland in a couple of a couple of months, maybe. Uh, and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're doing it, it. It it reminds me more of when we were rehearsing in Joey's basement because we we just said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be rock stars, and and you know then the whole our our lives sort of you know we started doing what we were doing, and and now we're sort of back to that point where yeah, let's just go and play to 
you know, two or 3,000 people because they're buying tickets and they're showing up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I took it, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I took it for granted while it was happening. And now uh, I'm very, very humbled and appreciative that people are still buying tickets and shirts and, and CDs and vinyl and you know, things that you sell. Their shirts money? Where's my check? Well, I mean, whatever. Me, me, and Joey split it, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll do. We'll do the numbers. We'll do the Jesus. numbers. You guys are selling merch behind my back here. Year end. We'll do it year end. I just. I have to. My cat's bugging me. I just have to feed my cat. So sure. just. I'm listening. Sure. But uh, it's all good. Yeah. You know what? We, we just to your point, Sam. We we just announced November eighteenth, two thousand twenty-three in a great room called the Danforth Music Hall. And we're, we're, the, the support is going to be Gary Lowris, who is the singer-songwriter for the Jayhawks. Right, right. Yeah, which was uh, sort of sprung upon us. The promoters of the show uh, ran the idea by us, and we were just like immediately, yes, fantastic. Sounds good, because we're huge fans. So that's those are the kind of things that, for me, uh, that's the most exciting thing about playing shows is getting to cross paths with people who we kind of love from time to time with be as festival shows, whatever, but that's a big one. We just announced that today, November 18, uh, this year at the Danforth with Gary from uh, the Jayhawks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, I guess like what I was wondering is what do you think is, the, I don't know if you can answer this. I mean, you might be too close to the material, but what do you think is sort of the ongoing appeal of a lot of these songs uh, you know like as you said uh, a few minutes ago about um there's generational fans now you're getting teenagers coming with with their parents and things like that and they're they're enjoying the music what do you think it is that kind of makes some of these songs stand the test of time when people are who are being introduced to them now are still getting the same feeling that people who heard them in their original context i think it's the singer probably like the, the number the number one yeah. reason yeah. i think it would be that's pretty singer. much exactly yeah it's that's yeah, only the singer Really, uh, you know what I, I I think it's uh, I I think it, it's it's good honest songwriting. You know, you, you never know. I've said this a lot of times, but you don't. You know, I would say, oh, that's a timeless song. Oh, that's really time. Like you don't know yeah. what is timeless. You really it needs to literally stand the test of time. So you don't really know what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, uh, and, and that's you know. And again, I, I get back to the just how, how humbling it is that literally 25 years later or more with, with it's our whole career. I mean, we were, we were you know, rehearsing our first record in dating my 89, 88, we were touring that record. And, and it's, um, you don't really know, you don't really know what's going on while it's going on. Uh, and, and, uh, which is maybe good or bad or both, but you, you need to look back on it or have the ability to look back on it. And which is exactly what we're doing now. And, and I'm, I mean, the, the, these songs, th this feels like a lifetime ago to me, this record uh, and some of these songs. But then at the same time, we are still, the band is still I mean, active, not as active as we were. But uh, but these songs are like, they're like old friends. And then and now if you hear any one of these songs played, uh, they're all kind of different. We've all, you know, Sammy does a little bit of a different thing and I'm, change the melody a little bit like we're all you know it, we, we've brought we've brought this material to to the present day and i mean if we were ne if we weren't playing at all and putting out uh, this sort of release it would be oh what an old friend but now okay it is, it is an old friend but it's also 
we play these songs when we play live, which we are still doing, you know, thankfully. Um, uh, they they all have that they're all kind of current and we, we we they're they're with us right now even though they're old they uh, we try and make them new every night so so that's that's a real beautiful thing I think because sure it's nostalgia but it's also songs people still want to hear and songs we still like playing yeah. you know yeah I, I, you know to that point I, I you know if we're being honest, they, not all of them have stood the test of time. And we, we have several songs that, that, that just, for some reason, they've just kind of haven't risen to the top and been ones that we continue to play. It's If you're in a band and you're lucky to have a handful of songs that you still want to play, that people still want to hear years and years later, it's it's a pretty amazing thing. But the ones that I, I believe that the ones that we still play uh, have continued to, like Danny's saying, kind of evolve they've evolved and they, they, they kind of grow. And it's like, you know, you can use the analogy like that. You never really stop painting, you know, uh, you keep going and they have little bits that uh, continue to inspire you when you're playing them. And this sounds really sort of heavy handed, but it's true. I mean, there's just, there's a, I could maybe there's probably about half a dozen that are just really good. And I, I think we knew it at the time. Uh, we, we didn't know that we'd be playing them 25 years later, but we knew, these are good. You know, we're four music fans who have pretty discerning tastes. And, and there's, a, there's a handful when, when we'd be listening back in a control room or something, we'd look at each other and say, that's that's damn good song, you know? So. Sleepy drivers rest in pieces Sleepy drivers hang their heads Yet the shoulder clutching Jesus Pray to your God, won't you? Precision 
sleepy travelers rest in pieces. The sleepy travelers sang their hymns, and they hit the shoulder dashboard, Jesus. Pray to your God, won't you? What we said at the beginning is about how this is going to be out sort of the day. I mean, people, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it, you know, three years later or whatever. So if you're listening to this now, I mean, go get the album. But where can people find it? What's the best way to sort of, you know, we're in this strange world, this dystopian future of of the uh, music is not necessarily uh, obtained in the way it used to be. And and there's so many different options. What's the best way for someone to find this album and to to give it a listen whenever they're listening to this? Maybe I'll jump in. I mean... I should probably just say for the record, because we're getting a lot of uh, comments about this. This is a digital only release. It's 46 tracks. Um, and it's that's purely an economic thing. Uh, we would have loved to have made um, vinyl copies of this of this record for people. But to have 46 songs uh, and, you know, 200 minutes of music or whatever, that's you're talking about three pieces of vinyl. Yeah. So. It just wasn't something that that we were able to do right now. That's not to say further up the road that we might not be producing some vinyl as far as our catalog is concerned, because I think, feel like there's a lot of demand for that. But right uh-huh. now, if anybody wants to go, it's it's on. It's going to be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Apple Music, all the sort of typical streaming platforms right now. Uh, and it's very cheap too. Um, I, I not cheap. It's so inexpensive. Hard. It's it's. I I, I saw that to pre order. The forty-six songs. It was like eleven ninety-nine. So bad, yeah. Which is sort of unheard of. Um, the label really wants to help us with 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 this, and so yeah, that's that's the first place people could find it. And then, as far as potential future shows, again, someone could be listening to this at any time. What's the best way to sort of keep keep up with what you're doing as a band, as far as shows or anything else that might be happening in the future? What's our what's our website? The what is it? The hyphen watchman.com. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean social media. I mean that's true. Web, that's website's true. fine. I mean the website is is sort of static for the most part, but the um socials are where it's kind of up to the minute. So we're on Twitter. Uh, I think it's at Watchman Band. It's easy to find us out there for sure. But yeah, thanks for asking, Sam. It's out there for sure. Yeah, and I'll link to some of that in the show notes too, so people are going to the the podcast can just click from there and find you guys. I, I, I want to also add that just because this is a music-based 
podcast, I try to throw this in whenever we talk about Winnipeg is I think I can safely say uh, on behalf of all of us, we're so proud to be a Winnipeg band. Uh, uh, when we were young and we would, we used to open up for Queen City kids and, you know, these the, the, kind of the Harlequin, these kind of legendary Winnipeg bands. We thought that they were uh, dinosaurs, which is kind of fun. <laughs> we're the dinosaurs now. Um, They're but, dead. Uh, we're, we're the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. But we, we uh, to the fact that, that I, I could say, in all honesty, I feel like we sort of, we, we, we there is a page in the history books uh, where the Watchmen are mentioned in terms of sort of what was happening in the 90s. And that is the thing that I'm the most proud of, is being from Winnipeg, uh, a city that has so much incredible talent. Neil Young, Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman, Propagandi, um, Crash Test Dummies. I mean, there's 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 so many of them. So we're, we're a big part of that, and, and, and I love that. So anyway, I'm just putting putting that out there for your listeners.